0: You're listening to PlayStation Unchained.
1: Hello and welcome to PlayStation Unchained number 80. Yes, another little landmark we've got to. I am your... Slightly more regular host Neil Ponce, my second whole week in the job. They haven't killed me off yet. And we've got plenty, plenty of news for you today. And I will be joined as ever by that pillar of the community, Ben Shillaber Hall. How are you, Ben?
2: I'm not too bad, thank you. And how are you today?
1: I am a little bit raspy a bit of a cough. So if, if I do suddenly have a nice coughing fit in the middle, it's just pretend it's my best Batman impression.
2: It's just a new feature. New, new, yeah.
1: New, new. Neil reviews via the medium of coughing.
2: <laughs> you give it three out of five coughs. <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and also with us, after much, 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 much delay, everything, something's always in the way with us, um, Garrett, I'm going to say it right this time, I promise, Garrett Bagdazarov, you are here. <laughs> How are you, Gary?
0: I am pretty damn good. How about
1: you guys? Sweet. I am brilliant. I'm in a Batman y mood. Oh, so am I. <laughs> and, and Ben's all up in heaven's ward. So that yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Summer's supposed to be the time that you don't have any games to play and all that and here we are. Big games, putting tons of hours into them, having great, great fun. But let's get on to the news, yeah? So like, will start with something. Fairly uh, small fry, I think. Well, uh, I'll start with the Wii U Zombie U getting that PS4 port, just called Zombie. Now, uh, there have been rumours gathering pace over the weeks, I suppose, now that the Wii U exclusive Zombie U would be coming to PS4 and Xbox One. And now it appears to be confirmed. Uh, Ubisoft hasn't officially announced the port of the survival horror title, in which humans attempt to survive a zombie apocalypse in London. But it's uh, cropped up on the Australian Ratings Board, confirming the U in the title has been dropped. Yeah, uh, got fairly well received on the Wii U and made very good use of the pad. Uh You guys be excited for that, uh, Gary, first?
0: Oh uh, Well, I actually have it on the Wii U. Um, oh. it's, it's actually a pretty fun game, I'm not going to lie. Um, it's yeah. interesting because yeah. like, it has permadeath, so if you die, uh, you pretty much restarted the whole game with a whole new character in a completely new location.
1: Yeah, from what I've seen of it, I'd seen that, and it did look really interesting in that respect. Yeah. So,
0: um, so that, that stuff is cool. Like the way they set it up. It, it sucks that you you get so far in the game and then you die, <laughs> <laughs> which I have to start over. But the cool uh, thing is, you can go to where your character died and pick up all the loot that you drop there after you die with a new character.
1: Yeah, it's in most cases, I'd imagine that be getting there would be half the problem.
0: Uh, yeah, especially yeah. if you get pretty far away. But yeah, it had very unique ideas. Um, it's a first-person game, mm. um, kind of like Dying Light, but obviously not as action-y. It's very survival-y. So you, you, you'll yeah. die Like, two zombies will probably take you on. instantly if you're
1: Hmm, Does sound good. And Ben, what do you reckon?
2: I must admit it, did, but it was one of the games that I would get on the Wii U, so it'd be nice to get on PS4. In fact, I didn't know it was confirmed. That's pretty cool.
1: but I think, is a, it's one of those leaked in certain yeah. respects. Well, you know, yeah. probably happen.
2: futurely confirmed uh, an event. it be interesting to see how they make it work without the gamepad, though. Yeah, I heard it used it quite a lot in the gameplay, yeah. but...
1: I you know the Vita could come into use on the PS4. It can't really do anything... It's... So similar with um, the Xbox. So I'd imagine maybe Well, Xbox has smart
2: glass. Yeah, I'd we'll say mobile. maybe a mobile
1: app might come into it.
2: But either way, they can just be a button that opens a menu, like every other game that exists.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, what's really interesting, though, is I'm surprised that it's the first game, since Ubisoft have pretty much confirmed that the second game is already done. Um, but they're not going to announce it until the Wii U who sells more.
1: Yeah, I which imagine that's be when they sort of announce, "Oh, we got a remaster version coming to other consoles."
0: Yeah, so I, I'm surprised that they're just not going to release the second one with it, especially since they said it's pretty much done, which is interesting. I because... wish the game and then never release it
2: because more money,
1: more money. Well, well you
2: know, re- re-release the first one, find out the market, and then see which one sells the best, or if it sells well, then release the sequel. Yeah,
0: but just... then. If you've made the game, you wasted all this money and then you refuse to release it, you pretty much lost any money you could have put on it in the first place.
1: Like Beyond Good and Evil 2. Maybe. Yeah. Ubisoft's case. So. Zombie 2. Uh, Beyond,
2: Beyond,
0: so bad about
2: that game. Beyond Good and <laughs> Zombie 2.
1: Oh, dear, oh, dear. Let's move on to something far more negative for our next one, I think. Um, <laughs> it, it involves Bungie, enough, and uh, a certain game called Destiny, which... We we've ragged on before in certain forms. Well, I have, and I think Gary has as well. But yeah. um, two things really they did this week. First was that whole wonderful interview that Liam Smith of the game put up uh, with Eurogamer, where he uh, yeah basically just tried to justify a forty pound expansion pack and really didn't do a very good job of doing that. And yeah, the fact that there was the Legendary Edition that's had extra content that you wouldn't be able to get at the time Uh, if you're an existing fan you'd have to buy the game again which they've rectified since then but it's it's now £20 to get a bunch of emotes and a few extra trinkets and then there was the whole Red Bull fiasco where they have a whole thing for the Taken King DLC Mm -hmm. if you buy Red Bull which is just ridiculous if anyone has to say Uh, so yeah Ben What's your thoughts on
2: this one? Well, there's one thing I haven't done, and that is pre-ordered the collector's edition.
1: <laughs> Good on you, I'd <laughs> say, for this one. Is this, uh...
2: No, actually, I was joking, I have. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, well. It was nice for a minute.
2: Uh, but no, I, I, I was a bit pissed off as well, to be honest. I don't want a copy of Destiny and the expansions. I already have a copy of Destiny in the expansions. But I, w- I want that coin, so...
1: <laughs> oh, the strange coin. The
2: strange coin. Oh, I can trade to Zer and get a Galahorn.
1: Now, <laughs> we know my opinion on this, as it was pointed out in the comments yeah. of this article, that I, I'm overly biased and negative towards Destiny. Mm. So this is clearly not anything to do with Activision wanting to make as much money as possible out of their game. But, uh, Gary, what was your thoughts on this one? Oh,
0: It's embarrassing is what it is for them. They're turning it into Call of Duty. They want they want everything that Call of Duty had with hmm. all their DLC. Because Call of Duty had the same thing. Oh, buy this Mountain Dew and you can get this XP boost DLC or whatever
1: that Yeah, because their DLC, to be honest, was a bit steep, I found. Yeah, yeah like...
2: if you bought a can of uh, monster, you got double uh, double XP for 72 hours. Oh, jeez. Oh.
0: Like you said, that the whole, oh, you have to buy this collector, which is the same price as the original game, and you get all the DLC um, with it, plus all these extra things, I think that's bull bullcrap. But yeah. even then, to still charge $20 for it, to me that's not a rectification in any way. That's just, in my opinion, making it worse. I'd rather pay the $60 and get all that than pay the $20 just for a small little trinket. So.
1: Well, yeah, when you've got a dedicated fan base who have seen your game through the last year nearly, and you're just going to not allow them to buy stuff, you know, normally. You, I mean, there were comments saying, you know, that, oh, why can anyone get that worked up about a bunch of emotes? It's the principle. You know, it's the fact that people who may have slagged off the game for a whole year or not bothered with it can now just pick up the game much cheaper with everything and stuff that dedicated players aren't getting. But yeah, it's still going to be a slap in the face at £20 to for them to get this much stuff
0: can they just charge for the DLC and then give you all that stuff with the DLC wouldn't that make more sense no
1: you
0: can buy $20 of the DLC and then spend another $20 to get all these little things
1: I know it's just it's convoluted now there are so many different versions and types and things it's just for one game one game and there's all these things
2: it's It's watch dogs all over again guys it's It's watch dogs
1: (laughs) Worse than that.
0: I, Remember I,
2: when we had to have a spreadsheet to work out what things were selling in watchdogs.
0: <laughs> I've been saying it for a while, like at this point it's not about the passion anymore, it's just business. And I, just yeah.
1: I early on, I did wonder Activision didn't really show their hand at first with Destiny. You thought, Well, okay, this seems a little different. Normally you get, you know, blared into you about you can get this in the DLC packs and it will cost all this money and like that. Or a season pass, and then when they did finally show the price for the initial season pass, that was it. You knew, yeah, was it thirty-five pounds over here for the pair, and for what you got in them? In the end, it was definitely nowhere near worth that. And as Ben famously found out, that stuff was already in the game anyway, so it's yeah, it straight away you knew, yeah, this is Activision milking a game to death as usual. Ah, poor, poor Activision. They will learn one of these days, but ah, then, because we
0: keep yeah. re- bringing and in their games, they will never learn.
1: Yep. Well, this, <laughs> this way, if a company can have the Spider-Man license for fifteen years and make one and a half good games, they <laughs> they really aren't doing their job very well. But they could well. They they still yet to make a good Bond game. So, yeah,
0: I I will discuss that in the future on our second comic book podcast. Yes, I don't think that's
2: going on there. <laughs> By the way, while we're talking about emotes, uh, Warframe, which has got three new custom emotes coming out, mm-hmm. has joked and take the piss out of Destiny, saying the fact that their price for the emotes for a free-to-play game will be free. <laughs> I know Warframe's expensive for a lot of stuff, but it is a free-to-play game. And the fact that they offer so much for free, especially these emotes, it's funny
1: (laughs) it's crazy that. it Um, it also reminds me that of course uh, Techland Dying Light did that whole campaign this week uh, that took the mick out of the Destiny Red Bull stuff doing take a picture of yourself drinking a glass of water to unlock more DLC in the game for free in this case it turned out to be once it all sort of steamrolled to That's turned out quite good. I think they've got to 10,000 retweets now, so it's a free piece of DLC coming to every everybody who's got dying light. <laughs> it's like a good sense of humour for the video games to have this week when something like that happens and you need to have a good counter. Um, let's move on to the next one. It's a small piece, but it could be interesting. Kingdom Hearts 3 could have online functionality. It's like a good chance it will feature an online component of some sort, according to series director Tetsuya Nomura. Yeah, told Engadget that he wants people to stay with the game for longer and adding an online component certainly helps this. He was quick to assure fans that the single player aspect of the title would remain the key focus in development but the online feature would not feel tacked on. He went on to say while we may be focusing on the main campaign at the moment it's not as if we're going to tack on an online component at the end. In fact, we've got plenty of ideas brewing at the moment. However, we're still not at the point where we can test these ideas inside the main game. So, yeah, Gary, what do you think about the idea of having online play in Kingdom Hearts?
0: Um, you know, I think it would actually be pretty good if it's kind of like a co-op. If you can do like three player co-op, you know, I think that'd be good. Uh, one person's like, you know, who who was it that was the Shield guy? Was that uh, the Doug?
2: No, That's Goofy a, was, was Paladin. Yeah, Goofy in, shield guy. and, and uh, Donald was uh, Mage. Sort of.
0: Yeah, it, it, it can, you can tur- kind of turn into kind of like a strategy combat system where one person's always on a defensive protecting everybody. The other one's counterattacking. I think it'd be pretty cool if it's like a co-op setup. But then again, I, when he says that to to get people to stay and play longer with the game, I don't think he's going to have any problem with people playing that game for long because it's oh, Kingdom no, 3. People have wanted it for, what is it now, like 10 years now?
1: Yeah, yeah, and people still play the old ones. and, yeah, and I don't said. think he
0: has any, he'll have any trouble getting people to stay with that game. But, like I said, um, if it's versus mode or something like that, I don't know. Uh, something tells me it's just going to be um, kind of like leaderboards or something like that. It's not going to be anything multiplayer
1: why no. is it? Perhaps a trading sort of system for certain items. That sort okay. of thing.
0: It'll ben? be something small. It won't be easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it. Um, ben, what do you reckon?
2: No. God, no. Please, no. <laughs> and I'm one of those people that, as Gary knows, I love co-op in games, but I don't know, Kingdom Hearts always feels like a single-player game. Uh, I don't know how co-op would really work. I think, again, this is a
1: Square it's driven thing where they want co-op or online components in their games. You know, come what may. I mean, you only have to look back at Hitman Absolution, Tomb Raider. I mean, multiplayer added in. It's
0: the thing. The way Hitman Absolution did it was pretty good. It was amazing.
1: To... Yeah, I love I...
0: online. Just people make their own contracts, put them online, and you can go do that.
2: Yeah, well, it's I can sort of expanding on with a new one. I can see a leaderboard. Yeah, uh, like being a, a thing or... you know when you got like time attack missions like you know the hercules arena and stuff like that yeah Where you yeah it. the best people yeah best speed whatever wins on or whatever most kills and survivors yeah i can see yeah, that being a person
1: thing. to understand what the hell's going on Usually
2: be the <laughs> yeah but i can see that what's happening on yeah the yeah, arena style
1: yeah, so I think that's one of the, things, the old, the original things that's still included. Yeah. Like that.
2: And I can see that being the online.
1: Yeah. So let's move on to some news that was news, then wasn't news, then was news again. And. Was, um, Drive Club. It's PS Plus edition leaked early on the store. Unannounced, out of nowhere. Everyone's like, oh, that's really good. Within the hour, it disappeared again, and no one knew why. And then, of course, Evolution Studios came out not long after that and said that it was a premature release, but promised it was coming very soon. Turned out, very soon was two days later. So yeah, finally we have the PS Plus edition of Drive Club, and to be honest, yes, there's a plenty, there's lots in it, and it is the game you kind of hope they would have released in the beginning. So want to hear a fan of Drive Club? Yeah,
2: it's a good game. I bought it. Yeah.
1: The All gap. I can say
2: is, just buy it. It's cheap enough. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it is very cheap at the minute. What about you, Garrett?
0: Um, I actually haven't played it yet, but I will be. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I am a little confused about the release. It's what a week before July. I would honestly have thought they just release it as a July. Feed- Free game for PS4. Yeah, so, but
1: they wanted to make it like an extra when they said that all along. That they didn't want it to be part of the regular lineup. It would be in addition to. Yeah,
0: that's fine and all, but it's still kind of weird to me. They could have just added it as one of the extra games.
1: They may have wait. I think they probably were waiting, and I think it got uh, leaked early, and they thought, well, we better let's kind of force our hand now because if we make people wait another week or two weeks, they're just going to go, oh, I give up. That's it. yeah, so uh, they probably would have put it at the same time as the plus stuff yeah,
0: but you know it's it's good stuff I mean yeah it's it does come with a lot of content too which I it does thinking.
1: I mean there's only one area but it's what ten tracks I think and 15, tracks. Area, fifteen tracks 15 it's just Out of and it looks <laughs> yeah, and it just looks gorgeous. it's seriously one of the best looking games on ps four
0: and it comes with all the online features, the photo yeah. mode. Which every feature is
1: unlocked it's just yeah that's not it. every current track is unlocked that's the only thing you're missing out on that's it so it's not too bad it's good stuff i say right Ba-da-ba-da. I'm trying to find more news here uh, talking of uh, weird releases Planetside 2 was supposed to finally release this week and had a bit of a snafu with its servers didn't it in Europe so it launched in North America and Europe yeah what was it Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday wasn't it, I think. Yeah. Sure. The European release was plagued with server issues with players unable to actually play the massively multiplayer online shooter. Uh, servers taken offline for a while, while daybreak fixing the issues. Well, some North American gamers could access Planet 2 servers, there were also issues there. Yeah, considering how off delayed that one was, that was a bit of a surprise that it went very badly. But Yeah. Were you at all surprised by that, Ben?
2: Not really. The, the the beta test servers weren't great either, so... No? Yeah. And Gary?
0: Um, I'm not actually surprised by it. I, every time a <laughs> game that big launches, it's always going to have server problems. They, they should have expected it. I expected with every new game that has multiplayer, <laughs> it's going to happen. Battlefront's going to come out, it's going to crash all the servers. Yeah. All, it's going to crash all the servers. It doesn't matter. They... They seem to never be prepared for it. They know how it's going to be, and they're never prepared for it. And when you have over 200 people on one server, this is what's going to happen.
2: That's it. a thousand, isn't it, per server?
0: I thought it was. There's a thousand people in one map?
2: Well, Planet Side 2 is like 2,000 people, isn't it? So, yeah, it's yeah.
0: like a massively, massively multiplayer. Yeah, it's not, not that. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. I enjoyed it on the PC for as little as I played. The yeah. problem with it is like there's really no tutorial. You just get thrown in, and you're like, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah. And where do I go?
2: <laughs> I just walked around some trees when I was I was in the beta test for ages, and I, I just I couldn't play it because all I could do was walk around the trees. It wasn't supposed. To, I wasn't sure where I was supposed to go, or what I was supposed to be doing, or what I had been doing, or where I was going, or anything. I just walked yeah. around some trees. They're I like, thought this is.
0: I'm going to get on. Ooh, a tank. I don't know
2: what's happening. Oh, look, there's people. I'll follow them. Oh, no, they killed me. Oh, I thought they were teammates.
0: That does sound
1: like every multiplayer game I've ever played, I think.
2: <laughs> the only issue... I must be—I I hope they fix this is because I could never tell the difference between... I know this sounds stupid, but allies and enemies. Uh, because... no, that's your excuse, Ben. No, because the colour for teammates was light blue the color for enemies was dark blue that's uh yeah a bit strange so from a distance you see someone running you are shooting you shoot back thinking oh shit he's gonna shoot me (laughs) yeah so yeah it was like okay this is not not a good 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 thing thing. but you guys want to know the true secret of why servers crash when launch happens? I want to assume it's bottlenecking. Do you, want to, do you know the true secret, true reason, true secret reason, super secret serial reason?
1: Go on, Ben. It imparts some knowledge.
2: People, they don't want to pay as much money as they know they'll sell at launch. Because they know people, most people will stop playing the game after a month or so. Hmm. So the cost of p- paying for those extra servers will take money out of their profits Yeah. that they won't need in a month. And you can't get the servers back because you purchase a license to own them for so many you know, months. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, so rather than paying the money, they'd rather just get the basic amount of servers they think they're going to need over the, over the time. And the launch issues are just launch issues and they'll, ha- they'll just end when people quit. Which normally Which, happens in the month.
1: Yeah, it yeah happens all around. Yeah, so yeah. oh, Th- that is the. It's horribly there's... dark tonight. Can I just pretend that it's because there's just too many puppies clogging up the <laughs>
2: server? <laughs> or maybe there's not enough puppies. Yeah, you know, like powering like, the server. That's probably too
1: macabre. Really, just a bunch of puppies squeezing through.
2: <laughs> but what if they're puppies in like a guinea guinea pig wheel thing?
1: What Papua New Guinea?
2: No, those the hamster wheels where they're running around. Just a load of puppies that do that.
1: Being, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's the deep, dark secret of the games industry. Puppy power. Puppy power servers. Me. That does explain the early CCA online release totally now. Just not enough puppies. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: Uh, anyway. Uh, From
1: puppies to female protagonists. Now, as a... Uh, Yakuza Fire developer has revealed that there'll be a female protagonist in that very game. Uh, in the first of developer interviews for the game, Sega reveals more details about the open world adventure, including news that players will be able to explore five cities in Japan as five different characters, one of which will be female. The uh, female play- yeah, playable character will be, i am got to say this right, Haruka Sawamura, who has appeared in every installment of Yakuza. So, finally,
0: been.
1: finally, yes, this is it. <laughs> that's why I wanted to get the name right, just out of Well, to so be honest,
0: yeah. she started off as a little girl, like ten
1: years yeah. old. <laughs> yeah, it's a game, obviously, that's been much requested since the yeah, original Japanese release, and it is coming finally. Are you uh, pumped for that, Gary?
0: I am pumped for it. Um, I love the Yakuza franchise. I think it's fantastic. Um, it is a little too late, though, which really
1: sucks. I think also coming after the Shenmue thing is just, to me personally, I said I've always seen this as a replacement for well, Shenmue. Yeah, but I, if you
0: think about it, Shenmue Three is in Intel probably like twenty eighteen. Hmm. <laughs>
1: it's <laughs> like all these years, all these years, where you kind of think, well, they're not really going to do Shenmue Three. It's like, yeah, see it, well, we'll accept Yakuza. As, I'll I'll go-to for that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and with all the controversy sh- surrounding Shenmue Three right now, which kind of sucks, but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 excited for it. Um, I will play it, but like I said, the fact that it's been out in Japan for over two years now, yeah, it's... and there's been two PS4 games, and we're finally getting the last PS3 one. It's it's just it's too late at this point. Yeah,
1: but I think. Oh, our dear man in charge, Stephen, did point this out the other day. That uh, the trailer for the game was on the uh, on YouTube was had very low view count. Considering it may be that while it has quite a rabid fan base, quite devoted to the series, it's not enough for Sega no. to care to support it that
0: quickly. That's why it's they've never really cared about releasing them
1: here because No, that's it. It's just because it's the translation and stuff like that. It's so so you can understand totally that they would do that. And, but hey ho. So and Ben, what do you reckon? You into uh, Yakuza?
2: Never played them. Never played them.
1: You okay. you don't know the fun of romancing women <laughs> in Japan. Ah oh, just you haven't lived. You haven't lived <laughs> Ben.
2: I should try uh, them someday but just uh, have
1: not now Gary mentioned Shenmue which is a controversy not long ago and yeah so that'll be my next story I think the uh, stretch goals have gone up to 11 million now the old dollar count it started off that impressive kickstarter campaign with a surge of interest quickly becoming the fastest selling of all time to hit 1 million dollars on the crowdfunded website the kickstarter Shortly after, it smashed for its initial 2 million goal and Yu Suzuki set up some fresh stretch goals with a new target of $5 million. Now, the Japanese director is hoping to push the game even further with stretch goals going right up to $11 million. Some of the new additions that will be added to Shenmue 3 should include... Sorry, it hit certain targets leading up to that lofty goal, include ragdoll physics and combat more mini-games and betting games and new part-time jobs available for its lead character uh, at the time of writing I think it was 3.5 million dollars but uh, I think it's gone up a little more since then and yeah everyone wants to see it that loves the series but it's yeah so much going on with that game in terms of who's funding what and did they really need to do this so as you were saying about it Gary what are your concerns with the Kickstarter, shame free.
0: Oh, I have absolutely no concerns with it. I know a lot of people are angry that it's misleading because Sony has come out and said that they're helping fund the game. And a lot of people are like, oh, so why do they have to do a Kickstarter to get more money?
1: It was a point and of interest, really. Everyone. And should... A lot of
0: people are saying that, oh, they're just going to take that money for, for themselves. You know, Sony's just going to keep that money. And Sony has come out and said they're not going to see a dime of that money. And if you really look at the stretch goals, in my opinion, um, the stretch goals are, they're they're, they're for little things, in my opinion, like, you know, translation into, you know, Italian or Polish, you know, they are things that a lot of companies don't want to spend the money to translate um, because it just costs so much. So
1: we were just saying with Sega themselves, you know, they're (laughs) very lazy
0: with it. We'll fund the whole game. Say you fund the the core game, but yet yeah. Kickstarter is for all the little things that we can't necessarily afford or don't want to pay for right now.
1: Yeah, it it so, makes sense.
0: And, and I I noticed they like right off the bat when it was like two million dollars, like Shenmue One cost fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. And you're telling me you're going to make Shenmu 3 for 2 million? Is it going to be like a point and click adventure now? What is it going to be?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> even though they're um they're using the Unreal engine, as far as I heard so far. And mm. That will cut a lot of costs this time around rather than building an engine from the yeah, ground up. Yeah, but
0: still, if you if you think Shenmue is at 2 million dollars, oh
1: yeah, there was no way it was going to be 2 million dollars. Then that was clearly just sort of Sony saying, well, you pitch it, see if the interest there and you can keep the extra funding to do whatever you want to make the game better
0: yeah, um, uh, yeah. Exactly.
1: but I know people were saying about that that they wanted them to go out on stage and lay all this down on the ground do you think people really would have just been listening at that point no to, people would still be going Christ Christ show me free show me free uh, like that and going on to the internet to tell everyone like they no could, one's going to be caring about the details at
2: that point. They could have said, pre-order Shenmue free and we'll kill your firstborn. And then everyone will be like, oh my god, Shenmue Free <laughs> Have it! <laughs> they won't hear that part. They would, they would have ignored <laughs> it. they pushing the
0: baby through the screen and it's not working.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where maybe they could have phrased it better when they announced it and yeah. what be going on. But it's... One of those things, like, you're getting Shenmue 3, something yeah. you've wanted for over 20 years, and you're bitching and moaning about the phrasing of it, just be happy it's coming, you know? I don't understand. Like, There's always somebody who has to complain about something.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. it's been the same with that and Final Fantasy 7 and
0: it's...
2: Yeah,
1: but and like, it's, it's, something...
0: it's, the
2: whole... it's the internet. Everyone explains about yeah. everything.
1: It's only a like, company that precise for that.
0: said about it with, like... It's not gonna be a hard copy for PS4. It's only download right now.
1: But they Um, are talking about that now as well, that they want to get that as one of the things.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things like they announced it, but yet we literally have no idea what kind of game it's gonna be. No. We really don't. (laughs) We don't know if it's gonna be episodic. We don't know if it's gonna be a full on dating simulator Tenmu two type of game where I go find a job and drive a forklift for no reason. Or I walk around the city and help people out. You know, we have no idea what kind of game it's going to be. that, and it's been over 20 years, I have absolutely no idea what the story is in the chamber anymore. So they better give me something to make me remember.
1: Yeah, I think this is probably where Sega will step in and go, hang on, there's money to be made here. Like that, and sort of go, hey, we'll, we'll put out those two as ports for you. Go on. Yeah,
0: and that's the thing a lot of people don't know, is that he went to Sega and he asked them if he can do this. And mm. they said, Sure go for it. He said it in an interview. He just all he did was go and ask them and they pretty much gave him the license to do whatever he wants with it. Because yeah. they saw no profit in the license anymore. Yeah. So
1: Which is yeah. fair enough, because they did lose a lot of money at the time.
0: Oh well, they yeah. lost they, they lost a lot more than they made on Shindo.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It, it's funny remembered but it's up there with the likes of beyond good and evil in terms of games that well received but didn't really do very well at all.
0: Yeah. And yeah, like Xenosaga did the same thing. I think like Xenosaga cost like $150 million to make and they didn't even come close to, to reaching that goal. So they fired the director of that game and completely changed the second and third game for obviously less profit or not less profit, less to make. And yeah, this is just what happens. You should, like I said, you're complaining about the little things and it's the big picture that matters. It's the I bad that
1: it's finally happening. It's finally happening. <laughs> okay. Any more on that, anyone?
0: It's happening.
1: It's happening. That's it. That's it. I'm still every day sort of catch myself going, They're making Shenmue three. Ace. Like that. It's just Amazing. It's just, it is just one of those years. It's like there's gonna be a new alien film. There's gonna be a new Shenmue, It's it's uh,
2: a Final Fantasy VII yeah. remake! Oh.
1: Yeah, dinosaurs are big again. And it's just like, dinosaur's
2: it's... always big, guys. And there's a new metal game. Yes! It's
1: just... It's a great year. Exactly. We have more dinosaurs How Can you be upset about
0: dinosaurs anymore? That's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all.
0: Awesome.
1: Okay, let's move on to the next story. Um, Sony happy with PS Vita sales in the US. 100 games coming out this year. Uh... Sony talked about Vita following its no-show at E3. Well, not no-show, it, it appeared. Just not really in any manner that would say they are really that bothered with it. Um, yeah. You'd be forgiven thinking Sony was abandoning its handheld after house referred to Vita as a legacy platform. Apparently, it's not over yet by a long shot, although its future does pretty much lie with a passion of indie developers and those who enjoy using Vita for remote play. Grown. Um, Speaking in an interview with Forbes this week, uh, the American CEO Sean Layden says that he's currently happy with Vita sales in the US. In fact, we sold more than we've internally targeted last year, he told Forbes. We saw some issues in the marketing last year with supply constraint, which was kind of a surprise. I still believe it's the best handheld gaming experience as far as what it brings you from a technology and screen resolution. Can't disagree there. Uh, PlayStation Now, our streaming gaming services supported by Vita, yeah, when we get it properly, uh, so that, that's bringing new users, and the fact that Vita got to support remote play for the PS4 that caused a huge spike in sales, which is still kind of chasing. Uh, speaking about the future of Vita, Laden stressed that there are plenty of games coming out this year, 100 in fact, though most of these will be indie titles. He went on to say that he thinks there's a... I think there's 100 games coming out this year across the Vita platform. I think it's a great platform for independent developers. They're seeing a lot of opportunity across that. And it's certainly a very vital and vibrant platform in the crucial Japan and Asia markets. So, yeah, we're still in the Vita business. We're still using it to bring new experiences. I think the cost of entry for a developer is probably more friendly than doing a full-blown triple-A PS4 title. Uh, it's... Nice to hear, and not so nice to hear. I mean, we already know that Sony aren't going to be making anything stellar and amazing, and neither is any big third-party company at this point for Vita. So, are we happy that it's going to be just indie games from now on, Ben?
2: Uh, I hate indie. I wish it was more than indie games, really, right, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I do too. But at the same time, it's been perfect for a lot of indie games more so than the PS4, where I think you get a lot of negativity and bitterness when a lot of them come to plus, and people moan that, oh, it's just an indie game, and they don't really want to play them. On handheld, it's perfect fit, works well, I think, for me.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, what about you, Gary?
0: Um, I think the veto has been dead for a long time Sony just doesn't want to admit it obviously it's it is an indie machine now and it is pretty much like a second controller for your PS4 at this point yeah. um like I said it's their proprietary software killed that system and until they release a beta that doesn't use it's memory cards then
1: yeah it's, it's always memory- a problem with them please. They have to... They come so close with their handhelds and then they just do one thing that ruins it each time. And it's, yeah. By the time they address it, it's too late. And I think this time they just didn't want to bother addressing it. Well, it's, that, you know, I think they just would have... They have probably felt they were losing enough money on it that they didn't want to go losing more.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's mostly indie titles. Um, Japanese companies obviously are obviously still making games for it. But... Everybody else is pretty much abandoned it. EA hmm. abandoned it, Activision obviously abandoned it, Ubisoft abandoned it. Um, a lot of the major publishers are done with it.
1: And it's, it is a terrible shame because I do agree with what Sean Layden says that it is pretty much the best handover on the market for what it is. It's, yeah. But it's never going to use the raw power it's got. And, Sad, sad times, I see it.
0: It's, it's just another opportunity that's gone.
1: It has. But this is it. For all its troubles and for the little that gets put into it, really, it still lives in its own way. And that's impressive, you have to say. When the yeah. PSP got berated for a lot of what it was and it had arguably bigger titles you know, on its system... They weren't necessarily that great but it's difficult to get people to see that, that a bunch of m- middling titles that have big names on them isn't really necessarily better than a bunch of indie titles that are actually really really good
0: yeah, yeah. and the thing is about indie titles is those developers still have passion it's not yeah. about business for them they're making the games that they wanted to make for like years and now they finally get it a- and the Vita is a perfect machine to do that
1: for. I mean. It is. It's uh, like Rogue Legacy, and Spelunky, the games that I've played countless hours on the Vita on, because it just fits. I try playing those on PS4; it just doesn't feel the same for me. It no, just... like,
0: I like I. Right now, I'm mostly using my Vita for my PS1 classics. And yeah, that I think and... I try to go play Final Fantasy VII on my PS3, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> it's, it's like garbage <laughs>
1: it, it's, the same, yeah, it's the same thing I was using my PSP for at the end of its life it was, uh, apart from playing Peace War for all the time I was playing you know, Final Fantasy and Resident Evil and Silent Hill and all the others and I do that still now with the Vita but also I use it for remote play but the only game I can really use remote play on is uh, Pro Evolution Soccer because I know the game so well that the hindrance of the controls on Vita don't really come into play for me. Otherwise, yeah. losing those back triggers to touch pads just doesn't really work right. I think you have. To, I mean, you can get um, hardware that's uh, you can just pop on the back of it that makes triggers, but it's like you're really going to invest like that. Yeah, and again, it's
0: one of those things where they had the opportunity to fix it with the the new Vita they released. And
1: they... <laughs> yeah, I mean Nintendo did that quite famously with the 3DS that they cannibalized the original one very quickly by just you know, slashing prices, taking things out as soon as they could just to give more of a market share even though they were still doing very well it wasn't great by their standards It's like I don't know, Sony with the exception of the PS3 they give up very easily if they're not already doing well I
2: think.
1: Yeah. Anyway, from that horribly, horribly depressing news. This is middling news, I suppose. Uh, one and second, can slightly... I talk
2: about something quickly before you do?
1: Go on then, then. Uh
2: you were talking about uh Vita as a setting screen. I don't I've tried it on my Vita because I haven't updated it for a while. Yeah. But the PS the phone app for Android and iOS mm-hmm. it recently got an update. Um you can now use your phone to second screen your ps4 when you're in a stream
1: oh what we need in twitch
2: yeah and the comments will appear on your phone
1: now that's very handy like
2: and it has text to voice mm. so you can hear what it says without looking at it
0: that's a very
1: nifty
2: feature
0: it's more evidence that sony is abandoning
2: the Vita. yeah i just mean, <laughs> really I mean,
0: help your phone does more than your Vita does well, I don't
2: know I haven't played my Vita so I don't know if it does yeah. the same thing well,
0: I've, I've got
1: a, a Z3 Compact and oh, nice. I've tried remote play on it and I, I just can't get on with it I'm not going to go I haven't got the connector to put the pad underneath so it's just it's fiddly and I still prefer the Vita if I'm going to do it
2: I'm thinking about upgrading to the Z3 or Z3 Plus sometime soon
1: yeah Well, yeah. I can say is don't get the Compact because it's too small and okay. it's internal engine it will just crack the back of it
2: Oh it gets well. Too hot. well, I'm thinking about the Z3 Plus, but it over I've read online that like, overheats.
1: Yeah, they all overheat, but the smaller it is, the worse it is for the overheating because yeah. it can't handle it. Like the back yeah. screen of mine, the glass broke
2: well, within
1: like uh, the first month, basically. That's insane. Basically, making it not waterproof anymore.
2: Nah, it's not waterproof.
1: And the fit uh, on the side that you pull off but yeah. uh, the charging port, is uh, the yeah. rubber's gone on that, so that's no longer waterproof. Basically, I've not had my phone a, uh, phone a year yet, and it's in pretty crap condition. <laughs> ah, see, so,
2: I had my original Z, still have it, and it lasted two years before the little rubby bit, rubber bit at the top fell off.
1: Ah, that's a shame. Anyway, but before we go on this, uh, <laughs> we're going on a Sony infomercial here. Yeah. So, it's, uh, PlayStation
2: Xperia Z, it'll be waterproof. <laughs> for a few weeks
1: (laughs) (laughs) do you know what the best thing about it was though like a week before it got cracked I actually dropped it in the toilet by accident and yeah Yeah. totally waterproof at the time perfect so it works before you crack it
2: well my mate takes it into the bath with him for some reason mad (laughs) he washes the the screen
1: (laughs) is he in need of a pet (laughs) he's just using the phone instead (laughs) It's like, oh, let's get your screen all clean. Oh, yes, yes, yes.
2: yes." (laughs) Uh,
1: Anyway, on to proper news. Like, the fact that the Uncharted movie has lost another director. Another director? That's three now. (laughs) Almost (laughs) as many as there have been Uncharted games. It's like Seth Gordon this time, who was supposed to be directing it. He's left. Um... following Sony Pictures' decision to steer the film in a new creative direction, which basically means we don't like your ideas, bugger off. Like, uh, According to Hirok Hollywood, Tim Rothman, chairman of Sony Pictures' motion picture group, has slashed Uncharted's production budget, that's good news, and now sees the film as Sony's answer to... Uh, I can't believe i to say this. Resident Evil, as opposed to Indiana Jones. <laughs> In addition, the script is also undergoing a complete rewrite following Gordon's departure again. Uh, it's the latest in the long line of mishaps for the Uncharted film, having lost two previous directors in form, with David O. Russell and Neil Berger. Uh, it was supposed to release next year, though that's probably highly unlikely at this point, but it was supposed to enter shooting pretty much about now. Um, any hope, do you reckon, for the Uncharted movie, Ben?
2: no no god damn it no <laughs> i love uncharted and it feels like a, f- uh, a film experience already mm. but that doesn't make a good game film well oh, i mean good uh, fi- game film yeah yeah game film game yeah uh, just uh yeah no i hate to plug someone but i'd recommend watching someone called film theory oh yeah I know uh, they well i think it was game theory but he's made a new f- yeah, Jesus, he's got a spin-off um, where he talked about why video games don't make good movies and he said the fact that it's because it's just... in video games you interact with the game you have experience unique blah 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 I'm not going to say it all because again you should watch this thing and the yeah, reason why lot... films always suck compared to games is because you don't have as much connection to the characters because you don't have as much connection to the, the media
1: no, you're not experiencing it the same yeah. way so
2: it's a shame so yeah but yeah, no Uncharted's a... gonna be bad it's gonna be, be like at best at very best at the bestest possible possibly bestest possible bestest thing it can be it'll feel like a, a, a cheap rip off B rank Indiana nah. Jones
1: movie when you feel like that it'll be like National Treasure
2: that'll be a good thing
1: that will be worse because that's a knock off of Indiana Jones so this'll be a knock off of a knock off <laughs>
2: It would still be better than what it could possibly become.
1: <laughs> True. It could okay. be blood rain. <laughs> yeah, well, that would require you more. Uh,
2: who yeah. knows who the director is, it could be Yui Bowl.
1: It could be at this rate. <laughs> yeah. No one else is seemingly taking the job. Basically, yeah. what it sounds like is they want someone to perform it as they want it to be.
2: I'd just and say, just get rid of it.
1: Yeah, I'd say thank it at this point. I, mean, I think the Last of Us movie would get made before the Uncharted movie at this yeah. point. Um, Gary, they said they want it to be their Resident Evil, which is the shittiest thing you could ever want for your film. <laughs> what do you say to that?
0: I say you should all quit your jobs right now and never work in the industry again. <laughs> <laughs> that's Great. what you want. You're the reason that, that Hollywood is failing right now. It's just like that. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's just cancel it. Just don't even do it. Like the idea is like it's such a simple idea. It's Indiana Jones without Indiana Jones. Why is that so hard to do?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I mean because the fun part of Indiana Jones is the, the humor because he is Indiana Jones.
0: And Nathan Drake is dull like Hitman is. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah, <he's>, yeah. <laughs>
1: Hitman's managed to get two movies. <laughs> 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 he's not even a real person. He's, he's a clone.
0: I just, I just don't understand. You can make it such a fun action movie, and yet you're, all oh, you're, you're doing everything you can to like make it suck. It's like you're trying to make a shitty movie.
1: This is the same studio, of course, that greenlit a whole bunch of Spider-Man movies, but and wow. had to can them after the second one. <laughs>
2: Oh, I, didn't they like Greenlight a Venom movie at one point as yeah, well
1: yeah there was supposed to be a Sinister, Sinister Six movie and all that and yeah
2: an Aunt May movie if I'm rightly as well
1: yeah an Uncle Ben movie where he just <laughs> talks nonsense you sat on his couch and
0: so Uncle Ben <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding Telling me you people. <laughs>
2: yeah, oh kidding. my god I've got it that'd be an amazing movie actually the twist is he makes exceedingly good rice <laughs> 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 His superpowers make him I just
0: want to kill myself right now. A <laughs> Michael Ben movie? Are you kidding me? We are literally kidding you. Uh, <laughs> wow.
2: Hey, there's it's, there's one comic book where... going
0: back and remaking every movie that's ever come out. Because yeah. this is the ideas they have.
2: Hey, there's a comic book where Arme becomes a servant of Galactus, so anything's possible.
0: Oh my god, what exactly does she do as a servant of Galactus? She becomes his herald. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a comic book where they make Batman into a toddler, so, you know.
2: Yeah, she and becomes... He quite, a...
1: And he still fights crime, so it, it's <laughs> comic books. They have their moments where <laughs> they smoked a little too much of what they were smoking, and they just thought, hey, wouldn't it be cool if... And then they immediately regretted it for years afterwards. Wouldn't it
0: be cool if... Oh,
1: my God. Can you imagine actually being in that meeting going, you know what would be really cool? We should make Batman into a toddler wearing dungaree Batman costume. Genius. Let's do it. Uh, could you imagine that being made into movies? Just... <laughs> People got paid for that work. <laughs> I really what I, you
0: know, I, I'm just going to go back and start reading books again. This is ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well... There's a, there's a whole other area with books. So. <laughs> I don't... They are, they are not exempt from the previous decisions I mean, department. It's a movie about
0: Uncle Ben.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he sits on the couch imparting his little wisdom before Peter Parker turns up in their lives and Aunt May just sits there just wondering I just wish you were dead. I just wish you were dead. Shut up.
2: There you go. Gary? Well, I
0: don't
1: don't even want to look at it, man. I'm not going to do it. Look at it. 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 Ben has sent us the uh, picture of the Marvel team-up, which is Aunt May and Franklin Richards versus Galactus. (laughs) 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 It was even better. It's not even the Franklin Richards who's grown up, it's the young Franklin Richards.
0: (laughs) So so what you're telling me is Galactus is just the worthless character if Aunt May can
2: defeat him. Aunt May has superpowers by Franklin Richards.
0: She looks like an Academy Award. Are you kidding? I love how in the
2: corner it says, Beware it's
1: Assistant Editor's Month. Don't say we (laughs) didn't warn you. (laughs) And then in the corner it says, Not a hoax, not a what if, not an imaginary story. This has got to be April. This has got to be an April comic, hasn't it? No, January. January.
0: Oh my God! This Spider-Man is like, what's going on here? This is supposed to be mine. <laughs> my God. So you don't want to be in this comic, Spider-Man.
1: Our <laughs> yeah, maze logo as well It has a flower pot. It's just a that that's a logo. Like, see that rocking up in the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: is this you Spider-Man 2.137? Got... Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is probably the most rarest one ever because nobody bought it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's lining litter boxes the world over. <laughs> this
0: comic is worth more than a Spider-Man agent, oh,
2: look, at, look at his face, though. He's got, look at Gatsby. He looks so happy.
0: He just looks like his eyes are going, is huh? that What the hell did they just do to me?
2: It just reminds me of no, an anime sort of like happy smile. look. It's not
1: bad enough I look like a giant pink blender. <laughs> now I've got a face up against an intergalactic old woman. <laughs> and a child.
0: What
1: does he have in his hand? Is that like a book? It must or... be a
0: letter. Maybe they're going to visit <laughs> like, the It's like a chocolate bar to me. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I think we should move on before it gets worse. We really
1: should. This tangent has gone... Uh, I have one more piece of news, funny enough, as well. Uh, but that might have killed it. So.
2: <laughs> I just killed everything. Ever. You killed everything. No,
1: let's bring it back like they did with Final Fantasy VII, with that remake because this is about Final Fantasy VII and that remake. Um, Tetsuya Nomura is surprised he's directing the game. He said he was shocked to be directing the Final Fantasy VII remake. Apparently, the first time he heard about it was when he, having been asked by several members of staff about his advice, asked for advice on doing certain things a certain way, like that. It wasn't until he walked past one of their screens and saw his name on screen with the Final Fantasy stuff, Did he suddenly realise that he was working on the game? And he went up and asked and said... Yeah, he contacted the uh, original director of Final Fantasy VII, which is uh, Yoshinori Kitasi, by phone, and uh, asked him if he was working on it. And he said, of course, we thought you were, because you've been telling everyone what to do. And he said, no, I've just been telling everyone what I knew. So, yeah... Even the guy who helped create the original game didn't know he was going to be doing it until it was already in production. How about that? Gary? Uh,
0: Oh. I think this is good. This is good news because this means that there are going to be changes in the game. And I do think there should be some changes because there's a lot of stuff in the original Final Fantasy VII that, in my opinion, just would not translate very well.
1: Yes, including one thing I forgot to mention last week that Gary said. Uh, he, <laughs> he let in his uh, email responses. Gary, you tell people what that thing was.
0: Um, I said, that with all the changes that they're probably going to make, I said, don't expect Tifa to have abnormally large breasts and dress like a $2 hooker.
1: <laughs> there you go. And you can believe I didn't use that last week.
0: That's yeah, because I'm sorry, that that's what she looked like to me. and She had a t-shirt and a skirt that was way too short.
1: Yeah, she did very much look like the Japanese equivalent of the hook with a heart of gold.
0: Yeah, and I'm sorry, I know people are going to, and when it's revealed, when her look is revealed, I guarantee you people are going to be pissed off. Because she, she might still have the same outfit, but the breasts are not going to be what they are. They're not gonna be enormous. They're gonna to
2: be To be insane. fair, in the recent content, like Advent Children and stuff like that, she didn't really have huge breasts anyway.
0: They're just gonna get smaller. Yeah.
2: I don't think they'd be much smaller <laughs> than Advent Children.
0: I ugh, I wouldn't be surprised.
2: And I hope there's a DLC where I can make them bigger.
0: they had the flashbacks. Am I ready on this podcast? Come on, guys. Number one selling DLC of all time.
1: <laughs> bigger boobs. Better
2: than horse armor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, what was I going to say like, price based
2: on the size you want
0: <laughs> even God. in the flashback episode when she's like 13 years old and she's wearing that cowboy outfit I'm like are you kidding me there's no way they're going to do that oh no it's
2: she'll not... be pretty much flat chested in that
0: she's not going to wear that outfit either come on <laughs> that's more skanky than the first one she had on
1: ladies but... and gentlemen you just spent five minutes talking about the breasts of a fictional character <laughs>
0: Because you know that's what people are going to look for. That's yeah. what, you know, what Tiff was known for. You, come on. I mean,
1: this is it. This is what we're preparing you for. This is I, what it will be like when they She's
0: probably the most the lusted fictional character in the video game world. So. What? It, it's... Not
1: like female writer from Road Rash. Come on.
2: <laughs> You're saying she's the breast.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. We're so gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's gonna be changes that people aren't gonna be happy with. Like, you already saw Barrett's Gatling gun in the trailer. This yeah. hand. It's not the big, fat, huge thing anymore. It looks no. like an actual Gatling gun now.
1: Yeah, because it would not make sense no. to have a gun that big on his arm. He's a big dude, but come on. He'd just be walking like the hunchback of Notre Dame.
2: Which, to be fair, he did. Yeah, well. <laughs> <And> <laughs> he always I, hunched I, back I, in the artwork.
0: I'm glad that they're bringing in the other guy to do it because, you know, he worked on the game, but he didn't direct it. He knows what's important to keep and what's important to change. And there are going to be changes. You just have to get used to it. Um, like, you, this is what you wanted. You wanted a remake, this is what's going to happen. If you wanted it to be the same game, you would ask for a remaster.
1: Oh, yeah, clearly.
0: <laughs> so, um, which is what I want. I just wanted the same game with better mm-hmm. graphics. Uh, but I'll take the remake. I'm fine with that. But a new director, a new direction. Um, don't be surprised if they even include stuff from um, Crisis Core in there, too. Like, Genesis might make an appearance. They've already hinted that he might actually be in the game this time from Crisis Core. So... Um, yeah, they've got room
1: to expand, and change things like that it's...
0: definitely hey, they might even go one off and just make the advent children movie into the game as well continue it after the game ends you never I'll know. tell you what
1: the, the twist will be that it will just they'll incorporate every final fantasy into one game and literally make it the final fantasy like that so <laughs> uh, you'll be halfway through and start seeing characters from other games and going well they shouldn't be it. It well
2: you know that's what final fantasy XIV is for
0: yeah it's fine so.
2: I, you, I told you about those spoilers earlier, Now That's not the half of it. No.
0: Yeah, don't don't tell me any spoilers.
2: Oh, no, no. I told nearly in the private anyone. chat. Yeah, this, this is private
0: well, chat. Here's the thing. I've already said to you, too, Ben, that yeah. they can make so much money in Final Fantasy 14 yeah. if they just released, like, the final dungeons of past Final Fantasy games I... where you fight the final boss. Can you imagine the money they would make if you go in the final dungeon of Final Fantasy VII and you fight Sephiroth at the end?
2: That'd be amazing.
0: Final Fantasy X, you fight Sin at the end. Probably not the big giant fish. Well, thing.
2: actually, it's not a spoiler because it's everyone's seen him. Um, the first pr- one of the new primals actually looks like Sin. Oh, there you go. Mm. He's called Bismarck. <laughs> he looks almost exactly like Sin, and you fight him in the air like you would, like you did with Sin. Hey, it is. Yeah.
0: And like they can just make the AI characters like Cloud and Barrett yeah. and all those guys help you in the fight. You know. Yeah. They yeah. can make of money that way, in my opinion.
2: Or they'll so. just do what they did with Lightning and have a literally stood there watching you doing nothing.
1: Oh, I thought you meant like just hawk out a whole bunch of pointless games after the first one. <laughs>
2: yeah. nah, they See, had an event years ago with Farmer Oh, that would be awesome. 15. Would it not
1: be awesome? That oh. A spin-off from Cloud's cross-dressing attempt that you just have a Cloud fashion game. Like, oh my god, fighting. that'd be
2: amazing. It could be, that... It'd be perfect for mobile as well.
1: That's it there you go
0: there you go square
1: we've just made a new mobile game yeah clouds cross-dressing <laughs> adventure
0: that scene is going to be a the cloud game. them up
1: oh yeah it'll be funny still and,
2: but yes. well so, no it, it, I, i'm worried about that scene actually i bet good. you one of the outfits will look like lightning because everyone said that lightning looked like a female version of cloud so they'll just take it literally seriously and have him dress up like lightning
1: it's possible that they could know how to take a joke on that one and do it. So.
2: And I bet you that'd be the best, yeah, the best choice for yeah the dated bit.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so I, I do think the new director is a good choice. My big question for it, though, the biggest question I have, is how much of the open world are they going to keep, or if they're even going to mm. keep half of it. Yes. if
2: they don't keep it, then it's not Far Cry Seven
0: it's
2: a
1: remake you <laughs> them <US. laughs> this is it when you think of remakes you've got to think of like Resident Evil and the way they remade that Remade that. it was like yes essentially you're still in a magic. and yes essentially it follows many of the same beats but there's a whole bunch of new stuff in there
0: yeah
1: and it's and it worked in that case so it can be done it can work really well just don't okay. bring back Aerith oh god they will you yeah. know that's the joke that I saw going around the other day, just that it would be a DLC pack or a microtransaction. It's like, bring Aerith back to life.
2: Well, it there, the, there was part of the storyline, wasn't it, that she was supposed to come back at one point?
0: Yeah.
2: It got cancelled because of time.
0: Good, because that made it one of the most memorable scenes in video game history.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so don't bring her back. I don't care if you've got more time now. Just don't. Just don't. She well, was
0: technically, a... they are bringing her back.
2: Yeah, but sense. don't bring her back <laughs> again again. Bring her back to die again but don't bring her
1: back to live again. What they should do is just keep bringing her back to life and then killing her off again. Constantly throughout the game.
2: (laughs) I'm not going to mention them again because I mentioned them earlier. Did you not hear he did a he he worked to help where she got stabbed she wouldn't have died. a big bloody sword to be fair. Yeah but where she got stabbed was no actual organs. No
1: but a sword that big technically it should have just fallen down and cleaved her in two so
2: yeah but it did it, it should have
1: this is a universe yeah. in which you can swipe something with a sword and this it just takes points
0: are you kidding me chuck norris was 100 guys with his bare hands at
2: the time <laughs> <laughs> east joke saying the fact that cloud would be the one that killed her by putting her in the water
1: ah oh, spider-man syndrome
2: yeah because she would have still been alive until he put in the water to her to say, oh, you died.
0: <laughs> anyway. I'm excited for that scene to see how much more emotion they add to it. Because obviously the CG yeah, no, couldn't add a lot of emotion then. So. I, think they
1: might, yeah. you know, I think they might swerve it slightly, you know. Just so that when you think it's coming, it won't. And then it'll come out. Yeah. It'll That'll be up. <laughs> Yeah, I don't
0: think Another... it'll come much yes. faster.
1: It will, it will appear but it will be very soon after that scene, but they'll just sort of fake out, and then they'll do it.
2: Oh, like, either way, uh, I'm going to cry manly tears again.
1: Cry manly tears. Christ. Christ. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, was,
0: that's, what, that's what I wanted to say on
1: that. Yes. Yeah. I know that That's more than enough on Final Fantasy VII. It's had its fair share of airplay in the last, what, God knows how many years? Nearly 20 years. God, yeah. When it comes out, it'll be 20 years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so remember the PC port's still out this winter?
1: Yes, for everyone that doesn't own a copy of Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. oh, oh, just suckers like me and buy every copy. <laughs> I bought PS1, PS3, PC. So yeah, yeah. I'll buy yeah. it again, twice.
0: The best news after that was the interview that he gave to IGN when he said, oh, so we've remade every Final Fantasy so far or remastered it or re-released it. Except Final yeah. Fantasy Six. And I God, please give me Final Fantasy Six. <laughs> you have no idea how much I want that game. That's my favorite Final Fantasy and I'd rather have a remake of that in seven any day.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Right, I think we should move on to reviews. All two of them, but we're gonna move on to them all the same. Uh, we're gonna start with LEGO Jurassic World. Which was you by Joseph. Oh no. Why do you people all have such big, complicated names? This is one oh, my big bugbears of this. It's uh, <laughs> Joseph Abruscato, I think I got that right, is, who ended up reviewing this, and he said it's one of the best additions to your LEGO game collection, and gave it 7.5 out of 10. He said, uh, great use of the source material, a grand open LEGO world at your fingertips, and great fun creating your own dinosaurs, as being the plus points of the game. Uh, in terms of negative points, he said voices are pulled straight from the movies and sound unpolished. Very much agree. Uh, some annoying gameplay glitches, and it can be difficult to figure out how to proceed through certain areas. Um, ben, you've played this, I believe. Yes, Ben? Ben. ben? Mention the game again. Lego Jurassic yeah, World.
2: Yeah, I played it. Yeah? Yeah, it's a good game. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I I, I did have a few issues with it, but apart from that... It's very much a scaled-back LEGO game. It's... Which is good, because they've been scaling forward a bit too yeah. much recently.
1: It's felt a little too bloated in recent times. Yeah. Gary, have you uh, had a look at this, or are you interested in it?
0: I'm interested in it, but I haven't picked it up yet. Um, I know like six months later, it's going to be like $20 for every LEGO game, so I'll probably just buy it then. It's not on my most needed list right now.
1: Uh, as I was uh, saying last week, uh, I've been playing it with my son, and it's this first sort of really game he's really got into by watching me play and doing little bits here and there. And, yeah, we've currently got up to the Jurassic World section of the game now, so now we're at the point where neither of us know what's going on at any point. But, yeah, there's some just there's that Lego humour where they just make any violent scene in a movie look very unviolent. It's just still there, and it's great fun. I say I am glad that they've pared back a lot of what they had made very bloated in Lego Marvel and uh, Lego Batman 3. The
0: the only Lego game I only want right now is either Ninja Turtles or Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, which (laughs) Ghostbusters have probably come in. Dimensions is probably going to put an end to a lot of these uh, licensed Lego games. I think
0: Which is sad, in my opinion,
1: but it is. But you can do smaller chunks of game ideas that really wouldn't stretch out to a full game. And I think because, like, they've shown Back to the Future, could you really make three game, you know, three stories worth out of that? It's debatable. No, uh, Jurassic...
0: but yeah, like Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, Jurassic Park, you can easily do it.
1: Yeah. But it's choosing what to do with your story, and it's just. I always find the Lego games better when they draw on actual source material. Because yeah, I, I always found the Lego Batman series and the Marvel series, especially, the humor is a bit, you know, uh, it's a bit more cringy. You know so, what they
0: should do the next Batman Lego game? What's that? Lego Arkham. Remake mm. the three Arkham games into
1: it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would actually like to see how they did some of the scenes in that. That would actually be a very good...
2: Uh, cool. yeah. I want a uh, I I Lego Doctor Who.
1: Yeah, and again, well, he's going to be in the dimensions.
2: Oh, so. well, I'm not going to buy dimensions. too expensive.
1: Uh, that's <laughs> looking like it will be the way forward. I think the last proper one is uh, the Avengers game. Yeah. After that, yeah. I'm not sure if they'll do any more. They'll do
2: them because it they'll makes be one two, money. They
1: won't do as many as they do because, what, well, this year... It's two. It's usually two a year, the main ones.
2: I wonder if we'll go full circle and see Lego Minecraft.
1: Well, <laughs> well, there is Lego Minecraft, um, so uh,
0: <laughs> it'll be the same game. Come on.
1: Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, but there, there already is physical Lego Minecraft, so it stands uh, a reason. But if you go to all full circle, Star Wars is coming, so the, go the, full circle will be going back to Star Wars.
2: But I want a Lego Star Wars where when I kill Darth Vader, he becomes a scorpion. Just like in that game. (laughs) That was completely real.
1: That's a callback to last week.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That should be a thing. I want that. All right.
1: Our uh, second review anyway, is uh, another remaster, if you will, or or a pretty fine PS3 game. It's Payday 2, Crime Wave Edition, and this is by John Paul Jones. Been doing a lot more for the site recently <laughs> over E3. tons done some grand stuff. I'm going to find out what he thinks of this game. He also gives this game a 7.5 out of 10. He says, it's a content-stuffed version of 2013's Payday 2. What Payday Crime Wife Edition lacks in single-player allure and aesthetic sheen, it more than makes up for with its irresistibly compelling multiplayer heists. His pros were the heists are varied and frequently thrilling, online multiplayer is among the best you can play right now, and his cons were the AI is horrendous and makes single-player largely pointless and not enough visual polish. Uh, A1 played Payday 2 in any form here? I Yeah, no. oh. yeah well, we'll go with Gary then. Gary, what are your thoughts on payday two?
0: Um, it was definitely better than the first game.
1: Oh, by miles, by miles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, it it, it is very co op heavy. So, and it's not a co op heavy where you can just go into any co op game and have fun. If you no. it, it, you have to play with your friends and people, you know, <laughs> if you just go into a game, you're gonna absolutely hate that game. Yeah, because
1: you you will spend your time just screaming at the screen, going, move, move, get out of the way, do something.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and then you just pretty much let those people die and try to do it on your own anyway. Yeah. Um, But if you play it with your friends, it it is fun. Um, You know, you kind of have to cover all your bases, get whatever hostages you need, make sure everything is sealed, all that. It's kind of like playing Call of Duty Zombies, um, but with more stuff added to it, in my opinion. Yeah, it is kind of the way I would describe it. Um, you just have to defend for as long as you can, and then you have to get, try to get out. Obviously. It is fun if you play with your friends. If you yeah. don't, I don't recommend buying it at all. If you don't have four people that you know you can play that game with, don't buy this game, because you yeah. will not do
1: it. <laughs> just, yeah, I, I, I played a fair bit of it, but I found GTA so a lot more fun. Right, but it's definitely better than Battlefield Hardline's I I found, which were a bit more action-heavy. When when stuff works right with Payday 2, it's just on the money, perfect stuff. If you've got your friends, as you said, and get it, it set the plan up right and everything goes smoothly to a degree, It's yeah, it's quite thrilling. But otherwise, yeah, it, it's the thing. The fact that it relies so much on that is... Make it very oh. difficult to sort of recommend beyond that. Uh, ben, have you, I don't think you said you had uh, played it before, had you?
2: No, I played the first one. I found it fun, mm. but not fun enough for me to kind of look into the second one.
1: Uh, you would have found a, a better game, but uh, yeah, it's, it's not, not the greatest in the world as a series.
2: Nice, and...
1: I think they're working on uh, their Walking Dead VR game next, isn't it? It uh,
2: should
1: be interesting. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yes. Yeah, that pretty much concludes our reviews. Can two I? Of them.
2: I might talk about my review if that's alright.
1: Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, oh,
2: sorry. Said. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> but between the three of us here, two yeah. of us are reviewing certain games that we may. You've been thinking, well, why haven't they mentioned those games? Um, one of them is Batman Arkham Knight, which. I will be reviewing and gary is also played but before we get onto that it's uh the small matter of heaven's world which is yeah. a major expansion for final fantasy 14 and ben is currently in the throes of reviewing that very uh,
2: game i, I wish i'd taken the review to be honest <laughs> <laughs> uh, i i've reviewed it before i reviewed final fantasy 14 no realm reborn but it was a port of the ps3 version so i knew what to expect it was easy yeah. This is an expansion minutes. that of a get. Uh, it's uh, the storyline took me about forty-five hours to beat. Uh, I haven't had much sleep this entire week, if I'm honest. <laughs> I, I know the feeling. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, I can't talk much because the embargo's the thirtieth, but it's out already, so I don't care. Yeah,
1: I mean, Screw by the then. time this goes up, that embargo has gone. But doesn't matter anyway. It's out. Yeah. You can go buy it. Why yeah, should I? It's there.
2: Um, so yeah um, it, the storyline is a lot better than the the original which was still good anyway but this is just blows out the water um the, the the only issue i have is the grinding i mean before you had fates that gave a decent amount of xp and they don't anymore fates are worthless um, your only real xp is side quests trust me you'll be doing a lot a lot <laughs> a lot of side quests and it's not like you, it's like the, there's some other fun side quests like um uh, one where you gotta help a baby dragon look after his brother hmm. uh who's been ill because he got attacked by e- elves um Never so tried. yeah Oops. yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah uh, anyway, that's, a, that's the whole expansion by the way so there's a thousand year war between the el- Elzian and the dragons uh, but i'm not saying more on that because that was be going to spoil the territory and i don't want to spoil it
1: but are you enjoying
2: it oh i yeah. am very enjoy much enjoying it. it which right now my uh right now my review doesn't really say i am but i do it's just very hard to write a good review for a game with this much grinding because it, it, that's something a lot of people don't like i love it i love yeah, the it's, effort
1: it is very much an acquired taste
2: um but to a lot of people they're not gonna like it but to me with the, st- the st- what helped me grind especially for the le- main levels because uh, the storyline was locked behind levels yeah so you're 56 you've been in the story you want to see what's happened next but, oh no you need 57
1: so go and do some things
2: go do some side quests go do your leaves go do your daily hunts oh look you're 57 you can carry on with the story and then the story goes, oh, look, he have got to be 58 now. Uh,
1: drip, fit, drip feeds
2: you. <laughs> yeah. a story You're like, oh, day. next bit of story. What's going to happen? What's happening to her? What's happening to him? What's happening to me? Why am I flying? What's going on? What's going on here? That's another cool feature. Is you can fly around the whole new areas as well. Mm. Uh, they've added flying mounts, uh, which you unlock a black chocobo as your first flying mount. And then after that, you unlock... Uh, an item at level 52 where you can make a lot of other mounts flyable yeah like if you have the fat bow from the original collector's edition uh that flies and it wiggles its little legs behind it yes
0: it <laughs> my be fly
2: no your bmf cannot fly damn it but they said they're adding new fly mounts with every update so can you imagine, like, he's
0: running on a rainbow the whole time? <laughs> well,
2: you can have unicorns <laughs> that fly in the in 3.1 when that comes out.
0: Um, yeah, the behemoth sounds cooler. Yeah, that'd be rainbow. amazing.
2: But the fat Chocobo's pretty cool. Um, you know, he normally has that all green in the front. You hold it yeah. back and he puts a piece of cake. And he starts flying. <laughs> 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 it's uh, so, yeah, um, there's some fly mounts you get from beating the storyline as well a uh, unique to the story uh yeah. so yeah there's a lot of content to do though flying is a bit frustrating because you have to go around collecting these currents once yeah. you collected 10 currents in the area and five side quest currents you can then fly okay uh, but it's mainly a lot of people complain but it's good because it means you have to explore the area before you just fly around doing everything because flying mm. makes the game so much better and so much easier yeah oh,
1: I know. Which is, that's yeah. like a kind of Final Fantasy thing in a way, isn't it? It's just yeah. that once you have the ability to zoom around, it's oh. more oh, look,
2: freeing. I... Oh, look, this I quest is have... behind this mountain. Normally you'd have to run around the mountain, but no, you can just fly over it. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a question,
0: Ben. Um, yeah? How are the new classes? Have you played
2: any of them yet? Uh, i played Astrologian astrologian astrologer
0: is that
2: the new healer class New healer class it, it heals very well it's very random because it has the card system you know the Yu-Gi-Oh card system yeah uh, but it is very good class uh, i leveled up to 30 one sec i'll check now because i'm playing it right now because i'm reviewing it i'm having to play it with a podcast because it's an mmo i'm 35 so i went up five levels uh and
0: what, so you have the healer, you have the new tank class, which is the Knight.
2: Yeah, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight is pretty overpowered. <laughs> well,
0: that's what you want for yeah. a Dark Have you seen him? He better be overpowered. Yeah,
2: um, <laughs> he has the ability to salt the earth, which d- deals damage over time. He can block, he can increase his defense to magic and physical attacks. He does the second highest um, damage for a, a tank class. Uh, but he is the hardest to use out of all the tanks. Because his, uh, his main DPS ability, Dark Side, uses mana. Yes. Uh, um, he also has the ability Grit, which increases his defense by 20%. And unlike any of the other tanks, any of the other tanks, he can use both Dark Side and Grit at the same time.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, normally you have to switch between stances. But with Dark Knight, it doesn't have to switch, it can have both. There you go. But this means its mana drains faster, so. And
0: the other class is a DPS class, right?
2: Yeah, Machinist, which isn't that good.
0: <laughs> not good. The Gun Guys are not good? No, they're not that good. Sad. So,
1: uh, the uh, the main question to ask you then is yeah. do you think it's worth the money? Um,
0: As a full
2: uh, price game, because it is full price. Yeah. Did, well, no, it's not full price, is it? It's 40, it should be $40.
0: No,
2: it's $60. Really? It's £40?
0: The hard copy is $60, the download is $40.
1: Alright. Irrespective. Say it at full price. Would you say it would be worth
2: it? I can't say, if I'm honest. (laughs) If you've played Heaven's War, if you played A Realm Reborn and beat it, yes, it's worth it. Yeah. If you haven't beaten A Realm Reborn and you haven't (laughs) played it, no, it's not worth it. Because all the content is locked after the 2.5 storyline, which is the original game. You can't do it unless you beat the original game. You can't be the new jobs. You can't visit the new city. You can't do the new missions. You can't do anything like that until you're level 50 and you beat in the original game. Ah, Uh, But, at the same time, they've increased how much XP you get from the original game. They've uh, made it so that you get armour pieces from the original storyline that you didn't get before so you can be up your yeah, armor's up to gr- update when you do get it so it's kind of like if you want to put in a bit of a grind before the grind then yes it's worth it but if you're a very casual gamer then no it's not really worth it because you're not going to be able to experience the new content until you get there so if you're thinking about it then i'd say buy the original game on its own for cheap play through it if you liked it and you've read my review and you think it's amazing, um, you should buy the expansion. If you've played the original game and you didn't like it, then no, the expansion is not going to sell it to you. Okay. Fair dudes. Okay. So, as I said, it's kind of like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, no, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but maybe. <laughs> cool.
1: Okay. Then I think we'll move on to the other game. That's a sort of work in progress, and that is uh, Batman Arkham Knights. Batman. Batman! Now, yes, I am one reading this and sadly, the review is going to be a little late, and, but so far, I can quite confidently say it's a very good game. There's no doubt about that, and yes, there are slight concerns with the Batmobile system that many have heard about, I'm sure, by this point, but. I find that's more to do with the racing side of it than the combat side. The combat side is fairly satisfactory. The only real issue with it is I found so far, is that it doesn't really fit Batman so much. Considering Rocksteady do such a brilliant job of everything Batman-based in their games, it's a bit weird that they've done something that doesn't quite seem to be in keeping with the rest of it if you will Uh, but that said wow the the story so far has just been ridiculously good and moment after moment i've currently for my review i'm just going through as i play the story just listing key moments that i couldn't ever talk about in the review because people would slay me for spoiling it but i've what, what halfway through the main story, and I could mention about 10, 11 really big points that are just like, wow, 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 that's a cool moment. No, it's just, to me, it's... The work they do on the series reminds me very much of early Metal Gear stuff. It's just the way that the boss battles are set up, just the way the world's set up. It just I think that's why I like them so much. And it's... Oh. I will also say more when the review comes to it, as... But so far, so good. And Yari, you and Ben, to a lesser degree, have played the game as well. Yes. Um, I'll let Ben go first. He's played a little, very little of it. And it, your first impressions, Ben, so far?
2: I like it so far. I haven't played much of it, as you said. I literally have only played a little bit. Uh, so, yeah, it is good. Yeah, it is definitely uh,
1: looking pretty sweet.
2: Uh. But, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And uh, Gary, you've played probably about the same amount I have, I think, at this point. So, oh,
0: so I yeah. absolutely love <laughs> it. In every way. Um it's my game of the year right now. Um as much as I love The Witcher Three, which was game of the year for me until this came out.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, like you said, the the story is so well told, like it, it's it, it's kind of gone to the point where there's some stuff you can predict and some stuff you can't because you don't really know what's really going on.
1: Yeah, and that's it. You are just kept in a constant state of not really knowing where you're going with it. and it's
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's um, very good in a way because they, of the villain that they use in Scarecrow. Yeah. Because it, every it, Scarecrow, you just never know what's real and what isn't.
1: That's it. it and they play it so well. In many games, if you left it so ambiguous about what the hell is going on, you just get people going. Well, I just, I just don't know. I don't care anymore. But uh, yeah, the way they've handled it, it's when things are coming in the story as well, there's some brilliant foreshadowing and you know, just little moments, whether it be the use of music or just posters in the background. It's stuff just is there. It
0: might yeah. the it's, the, it's the little things, you know, they always change. You'll see a poster and then later on it'll be the same poster but with a different image on it. Yeah. Right? And it's so amazing because the longer you go, the more things start to change and you're like, God, is it? Is it him? Is it what's happening? You know, you don't really know. Yeah. you just well done. And, the, you know, we're, we're not going to talk about spoilers, of course, but like the, 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 the early... Big moment in the game.
1: Yeah, which is two the game. hours in, basically. And yeah,
0: it's... and the fact that they kept it secret for so long and for it to not even leak is yeah. brilliant, in my opinion. Like, I just couldn't believe that it didn't leak. Usually, things like that leak pretty quickly. Um,
1: I almost got it spoiled for me. This is the I saw a comment that alluded to something, but then I thought it was just one of those little Easter egg things you might find. Um, it, yeah. it was. It was not. Directly talking about what it was, it was just like an offhand comment about, oh, such and such says this thing, blah blah blah, and he's like, oh, okay, like that. But yeah, there's just, oh. you know, yeah, again, as much as the Batmobile gets maligned, that moment with the whole evening the odds thing and bringing it in, I, I'll probably bring it up in the review. So, well. just the Batmobile feels like a companion rather than a vehicle at times. It's just like it's, it's like the last guardian in in a latex suit
2: it's... it'll die then at the end <laughs> that die. That <laughs> well they did problem. mention about the fact that this isn't a spoiler because it's right at the start of the game the fact that oh it's a one-of-a-kind batmobile don't break it yeah it's, it's gonna break <laughs> as soon as that sentence happened it's gonna break
1: just way even the way its engine goes it almost sounds like it's growling it's because it, I mean, it you haven't petted it game.
2: enough you got to stand next to it and go pet it four times <laughs> a good Batmobile? Who's a good Batmobile? <laughs> yeah, I think it was a
1: very deliberate thing by Rocksteady. They made it very animalistic.
0: Yeah, see, and I'm, I'm kind of on the opposite end of you. I, I love the Batmobile. Um, at first, it was really hard to get used to because it doesn't control like you'd expect it to control, like a no. racing game. But once you get used to that, like it's I think they balanced it very well where like you don't really need to break. To make turns, the Batmobile turns pretty damn good, even when you're just driving. At least for me. I don't know about you, you Neil, know, but... I think
1: it's because I came across one of the regular missions very early on, and this isn't really a spoiler, because you're going to have to come into them. The fact that it like required a race, and it's still very early into learning what the Batmobile's about, and it's just it was frustrating. And there was a, Up until that point, I really hadn't I had a problem with it. I'm terrible at driving in games anyway. So, mm-hmm. I was quite accepting that I was going to be smashing through scenery left, right, and centre. And it's but,
0: good; because yeah. literally everything you crash into gets destroyed, so it doesn't really slow you yeah, down. Yeah,
1: and they they do clearly mark what will not break, so because it's usually marked with Arkham Knight's symbol. You know, yeah, it's so, not going
0: to be like some stupid thing where like, oh, I can run through metal posts and beams, but this tree, oh no! <laughs>
2: That's it. Yeah, Deadly yeah. tree it's- weapon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, if you run into a tree here, it, it, there, it, that tree's gone. Man. And...
1: But it's just going back to the story beats. There's as you know, much as there's dark stuff, there's funny stuff as well, and there's just there's stuff that well, is like, what writing, the hell?
0: The writing is so brilliant, and again, we can't talk about it because of the spoilers. But
1: yeah, I, and it's not just like one spoiler. It's not one twist. There's another twist and another twist. And it's just things happening constantly. It's just I think that's what probably. Puts people off with the Batmobile. I think it's because the sections outside the Batmobile are where all the big stuff seems to happen, mm-hmm. and that's that's where all the storyline stuff goes on. And, uh, it's just...
0: and it, it is a very dark, dark game. Which yeah,
1: it's it's an eighteen rated game over here, and that's you know, yeah. That's... We
0: both ran into the the scene, which I personally believe is the reason it got an M rating. Yeah, um, I think that's the one scene that that gave them that M M rating, but. There's oh, always scenes
1: in the yeah. game. Oh right? well, you think just, just from that opening opening gambit straight away. That's you know, whoa, well, okay, we're doing this, are we? So, <laughs> I'm sure many of you've seen if you've seen the uh, E three trailer for uh, the game, that's pretty much the first thing you see. And yeah, it's yeah, getting to do that was quite the thing. But even then, that in that scene, the choice of music and then the choice of music in the next scene. It's just yeah. like it's just Perfect, the way, that, and it leads the things, and it's ah, oh, it's just crazy.
0: Incredible presentation, and, because, and yeah, of- and
1: this is it. There's just no downtime, no loading, no silliness. It's just you're there. Things go right from time to time. You just yeah. The, instead of cutscenes, it just it zooms in a bit, and just you'll have your conversation while you're walking along, and it's just it, It's a lot of seamless stuff. And you don't notice it sometimes when you're just getting along with stuff. Uh, yeah, you suddenly realise, oh, hang on, I've been doing this for ages, and the only time I've seen a low screen, really, is when I die.
0: <laughs> yeah, it everything really, is just so seamless. It transitions so well. And like even though yeah. the screens aren't even that long, either, which is incredible. No,
1: and they're quite cool. They give a little recap of what you've seen recently as well, story-wise. And... Yeah. And
0: it just, like I said, the small details, like the rain hitting his his cape and his outfit when you know he's talking on the communicator, so yeah. incredible! Like they were able to do that. And yeah, you know, like, even the small things they added to the combat system. Like he fights when he's on his back now. If yeah, he's, you know, on his
1: back. Some of the takedown methods, uh, like the fear takedowns, are just brilliant, fun. In yeah,
0: fear takedowns are great. You know, like just that. take out four guys instantly, which
1: is amazing. Yeah, as I'm sure people have seen in the trailers. just Yeah, uh, can, like rock.
0: run up the wall and do like a flying kick. You know, it, it's a regular attack, but they just added different animations to make yeah. it look more amazing. Like the combat doesn't change at all from the last no, game.
1: But they seemingly, to me, they've made it better with what they have added. It's just, which <laughs> seems unprecedented for what they've done with it. You know, it's like that combat is some of the best combat in games, full stop.
0: Yeah, like, and, he'll fight backwards. He'll do a lot of moves if there's a guy behind him. Like, he'll headbutt, yeah. kick him in the, from the bag. It's, yeah, a lot of
1: great... Just like, that. Little just like that, you get the guys that charge at you now, sort of like that, and you just take them out with a bat rank from a distance while you're in the middle of a fight. It's just... When they're in rage, it's just little. Oh, It's just crazy sometimes. That, yeah, it's it's just, all smooth.
0: It's so quick, and, yeah. It
1: is. I've literally probably had all the fights and kind of maybe a couple of glitches. Like where a guy just he felt he just sort of glitched into the floor when he died and his legs were twitching around like maybe his business but <laughs> <laughs> so, which was just quite funny to see right really. <laughs> yeah. other than that yeah no problem i found it's it's looking good yeah it, it has its problems that are minor and it's still fundamentally it's still the same game you've been playing in the last three installments though definitely miles better than origins
0: And just one more thing, like, I've said it before, I'll say it again, I would rather get killed by a villain than get my ass kicked by Batman. Because some of the things he does to people in this game is just really, like, when you do the takedown with the Batmobile, (laughs) it's it's the guy with the 60mm cannon, but yeah, yeah, I don't want to get hit by a rubber bullet from a 60mm cannon. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, Yeah, it's brilliant
1: everything about it is brilliant yeah I, i'm in agreement with you it's up there f- so far for game of the year But then as i said i haven't played witcher or bloodborne so currently as i said to you earlier in chat is that it's for me at the minute between this and life is strange which are two games i've not seen the end of yet it's but they're by far the best things i've played this year
0: just the year for all the game of the year contenders you know it's
1: yeah it's it's, it's like great. uh 2008 was I think as well. Especially for yeah. Sony where they had the likes of Fallout and Lit Free and Little Big Planet and Borderlands I think was just not long after that. And yeah, it's just a uh, crazy amount of games.
0: It's not even over yet. Metal Gear Solid no Solid 5. Fallout no. Four. Or, Hitman
1: could be good too. It's
0: Sonic five. All these games can be game of the year contenders easily.
1: Yeah. And for many different people it, it will. they will have many different things. Right, really, I think that, that definitely kicks us off on, out of the review section. We could go into what we've been playing, but I think we've pretty much described what we've been playing in the reviews, because i played played uh, LEGO like Jurassic World pretty much exclusively, as well as Batman Arkham. Apart from 10 minutes of Devil May Cry 4, just to see if it was any better than I remembered. And yeah, it is a little bit better than I remember from seven years ago, but still. Yeah, I, I played lose. a bit
2: of Virgil gameplay. It's fun,
1: yeah. I still played as Nero, but yeah. I, I wanted to see how much better it was on before yeah. in that sense. But the only jarring thing was the amount of the tutorial if you turn the tutorial on,
2: yeah,
1: it just like it stops gameplay every five seconds at the beginning. It's just like you yeah, know, kills the flow a bit. But
2: also, uh, I forgot what automatic it did, so I turned it on and I realized what it did and turned it straight back off again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. automatic, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll press that. Nope, nope, nope. nope. don't do that. So has anyone played any games that we haven't mentioned? Uh, <laughs> I played a bit of Warframe. Yeah? Warframe is still good? Yeah, they, they had an event over the week where, uh, depending on who won the event, depending on uh, the prize, you got a gun based on who won. And then the whole, basically everyone who plays it could determine who wins. Fantastic. Uh, so it was Neff, Nef who looked like a fusion core. And at Salad V, as people call him, because... He is annoying. Like a <laughs> salad.
1: Um, <laughs> What's your vendetta against salads?
2: <laughs> because salad is, should never be a main meal. should be like a side dish to a main meal. True. <coughs> I agree with you um, Anyway. So, anyway. The Nef. I don't know if I say his name right. He won on PS4. Just because all the PS4 players. Basically, the event ran on PC a while back and they got the, the salad v beat one for them so all the ps4 people decided to bend together to get neff to win just to see how the storyline will change compared <laughs> oh, to yes, the pc version saying, yeah. so yes neff did win even though they tried to make alad v win by giving him the best prizes because basically you had to do it a round and then every time those rounds end you got a prize and then the next round started Mm. Um, to make sure that out v won, they gave him all the best items like one where uh, Neff will give fusion cores while Adam V will give 150 grand it's completely unbiased but Be- yeah you know, completely biased because you know he had more better items mm. uh, but ps4 owners don't care we, obviously we don't care at all so no. we went for the one just to annoy everyone it's
1: the annoyance yeah
2: so yeah okay. he won
1: there it is and I Gary? got my weapon yeah. Gary anything else
0: um, uh, I finished The Witcher before I started Batman, um, which was awesome for me.
1: Satisfying um, conclusion.
0: Uh, yeah, it, it it pretty much ends with with the with the with the stories end, or they they pretty much ended it so that there is no sequel. Oh, um, they fun. said they wanted this to be the last Witcher game they do, and the way it ends, you know, it just yeah.
2: are <laughs>
1: they're, they're going for that cyberpunk project next? yeah
0: that, that's their next thing which is cool because they actually mention it in the witcher 3 because one of the characters <laughs> right. traveled between different dimensions oh. and oh, they well. traveled to a dimension and then they describe it's like i went to this dimension with tall massive structures and people with weird ornaments like their arms didn't seem real or anything like that and you're like wow they're talking about cyberpunk that's pretty cool <laughs>
1: that's <is>
0: pretty cool <laughs> yeah um so yeah, that. Um, what else have I been playing? I'm still playing on my 3DS. I'm playing uh, what's the Xenoblade Chronicles X? Um, yeah, not X, just Xenoblade Chronicles. Sorry. Um, I am also playing Smash Brothers some more again. I bought the the DLC characters. Um, Ryu is probably the most overpowered character in the game now. <laughs> The way they, they set Ryu up is you can play him like you would Smash Brothers, you know, yeah. with a C stick and all that stuff, or you can play him like you would Street Fighter.
1: Oh, so cool. you
0: do the moves like you do Street Fighter moves, like the Hadoken and the the uppercut and the spinning kick, whatever that's called.
1: Yeah. I'd I'd actually be good at Street Fighter. Finally, yeah. <laughs> so, Still, uh, Street Fighter and Street Smash Brothers, I should say.
0: But if you do them that way, the the damage they do is like doubled. So, you get somebody who's, you know, a bad A as Ryu in Street Fighter, like, he would just go in and just wreck everybody, (laughs) which is kind of cheap, in my opinion, but, and he's the only character who has two Final Smashes now. He has a long-range one and a close-range one. Wow. So, you're just like, wow, that's, he's pretty much overpowered, but, (laughs) fun characters, Uh, Mewtwo is still my favorite, glad they finally added him. Um... But yeah, I think that's all. I'm I'm replaying uh, Wild Arms on my Vita as well.
1: Ooh, good stuff.
0: Which is actually what I do every year. I, I replay that <laughs> game once a year.
1: Uh, everyone's got a game like that. I think I like to do. I like to yeah. do that with uh, Resident Evil, two yeah. mainly.
0: Yeah, that game is very dear to me. It it was the 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 game that got me into RPGs for the first time. I never used to touch them up until I played that game. Um, And it was also my first PS1 game. And there's just so many memories with it. And I still think to this day, it still holds up pretty well compared to all of our But yeah, I love
1: that game. Ah, Good stuff. Okay, so we've moved out of that. And we're going to have a little talk about a topic we mentioned earlier. Because I brought it up on the uh, Facebook group, as we did last week, having a little question of the week sort of thing. Uh, The question was basically... This, it was a, uh, so there's been a lot of noise about DLC this week. What's the DLC you most regret buying? Now, before you guys answer, I will go through the Facebook comments we've had. Uh, Christian Lorenzo said the DLC for Sonic 06, to which I did reply, You have our sympathies. It's a terrible, terrible DLC. It's for a terrible,
2: terrible game. I'm, uh, s- I'm sorry, I can't feel bad for someone who does that. <laughs> You, you played understand. Sonic 06, right, before you bought the DLC. Sonic
1: fans, we don't know what we're doing. Just please. please. I love
2: my Sonic games, but no. I, as soon as I played that game, I realised, no, I'm not buying your <laughs> DLC. Unless the DLC is a better game, then I'll buy all of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, any, any DLC for a Sonic game in the modern era should just be Sonic 1 and 2. Basically, that's it. Um, Let's go on with the comments. Anyway, uh, Brian Blackco said probably Destiny. He brought the DLC on launch day and definitely the biggest letdown ever, which um, is probably a very uh, big feeling at the minute with a lot of people. Uh, I would go into Eddie Fusco's comment, but it likely contradicts itself. Uh, da, 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 da. Sean Coughlin says, well, I wasn't stupid enough to buy the Destiny DLC, so I'm good on that end. Uh Oliver Hammond also agreed that Destiny definitely I haven't even played it. I sold the game, wasted £35 because I foolishly bought into the hype. And Nicky Estrada also said Destiny's season Pass. No way in hell that content was worth £35 or dollars in that case. So yes, mostly Destiny there, apart from Christian those Sonic comment. What about you guys? Any DLC you really regretted getting? Uh, we'll start with Ben.
2: Well, I think I could go with everyone with Destiny, but I technically... I don't know if I count that I bought it or not, because I got the Collector's edition that came with it. But still, yeah. it was not worth the money. And I also didn't like the Far Cry DLC as well. Mm. Yeah, Far Cry yeah. 4.
1: Yeah, I agree. I actually, even Far Cry 3's DLC was a bit... It was... Advanced, I don't advanced. know. It's...
2: I don't like permadeath, so why would I want a, mo- a gameplay mode where I get permadeath as a paid DLC? Why should I pay to get frustrated? <laughs> um, and the yeti thing was nice; that was pretty good, but yeah. it was it felt a bit small and it felt a bit reused. If you understand what I mean, even yeah, though it was supposed actually. to be a new area, it was just mountains. Yay! Yay for mountains! Mountains! Woo! <laughs> There's so much diversity <laughs> in these mountains. Um, Any others? Um, I can't really think of many I'm sure there's been loads of DLC oh, yeah, that I've sure, purchased yeah. over the years so I can go, I've been like, oh god damn it. Uh, but no, not off the top of my head.
1: Alright then, we'll go to Gary. Go on Gary, what DLC has disappointed you the most? You
0: know, I honestly haven't really bought a lot of DLC. Um, unless it's something huge like a big expansion pack or a story pack, I'll buy it. Yeah. But other than that, I don't. Um, I would probably say the Arkham Origins season pass.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's understandable.
0: Um, besides the uh, the Mister Mister Freeze expansion, which was phenomenal, um, in my opinion. Uh, the rest of it was just crap. It was just more challenge maps and a bunch of skins that I didn't even want. The only skin I wanted was Batman Beyond. That's the only skin I ever want, is Batman. <laughs> it's the only one that matters. <laughs> well, the other ones I could care less about. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the the, the one I, I regret the most. Um, I would have just paid the $10 or $15, whatever it was, for the, the Mr. Freeze expansion pack, the cold, cold part i believe it was called
1: yeah it was
0: yeah and i thought that was great i reviewed it i gave it a, i believe an eight or an 85 mm-hmm. um very good good stuff mr freeze is one of my favorite batman characters so i i had to do it <laughs> you know other than that like i said i haven't bought very much dlc okay look At my games most of the dlc i have came with um the games I bought as gambling air editions. Um, yeah. Oh, the, every uh DLC that came out for Fallout Three was a huge disappointment for me.
1: Funny you mentioned <laughs> that I was gonna say uh especially the uh Mothership Zeta. Yeah, just those,
0: those, those were just, crap.
1: That was just ridiculous. I, I liked um the one set in Canada, uh, in Alaska in fact. That was the that first one they released I believe. Yeah. That was I quite like that one. It was like a flashback thing in a different area, and it was quite cool. And Point Lookout was kind of different, but yeah, that Mothership Zeta was just the, <laughs> one of the most appalling things i have ever played. And it's like at that point, I'd already put like sixty hours into Fallout 3. It's just thinking, oh, yuck, horrible.
0: Yeah. And that,
1: even and... even the Pit was quite interesting. It's just it took a little too long to get going. I found.
0: Yeah, um, I bought all the DLC for Lego Batman 3, yeah. which. <laughs> I thought it had really good DLC because a lot of it was based on the movies too. Yeah, like so the Man of Steel DLC, and you played through some of the story missions from there, and uh, the Dark Knight Rises with Bane, and you got the big Tumblr Batmobile, which was pretty cool. And then there was the Batman Beyond one, which they it was exclusive to Europe for a long time, and then they finally released it in North America. And I bought it was like five ninety nine, I wrote, four ninety nine, yeah. and I bought. Thinking that it's going to be some Batman Beyond pack, but no, it's just the goddamn character. <laughs> Ninety nine, I bought just a Batman Beyond character, and I regretted it instantly. But then I was like, "It's Batman Beyond," so, so
1: I, to- I can't be totally mad.
2: Goddamn Batman character! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would say the only other thing I can think of personally was um, in I think it was Battlefield Three where they had the flashback DLC, which was like old maps from Battlefield uh, 1942 and yeah. Battlefield one two And yeah, they just felt a bit lacklustre in what they did with them. They just didn't have the same heart and energy that went into the original maps. And actually, I, I say it for any of the Battlefield DLC I've downloaded it before, it's like 12 quid for a bunch of maps. Most of the time, ones that you've probably spent hundreds of hours on before anyway, and it's, yeah, you know, I, I bought I bought horse armor for Oblivion. Um, I don't really care. I <laughs> My horse looked nice, so yeah, you know, for you. That's awesome. Sorry, what were you going to say, Gary?
0: No, I was just going to say, you know what killed it for me with Battlefield is when they allowed people to buy their own servers. Yeah. And I went into Battlefield Three once they allowed that, and I went into the Caspian Border map, and it was the big giant conquest one, right? Where the whole thing yeah. is open. And the people set it up for shotguns all night. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like, that, playing that, and the map was like two hours long. Like, you didn't even have like a kill streak. You just went on for two hours. You can only kill people with shotguns. You can't even use the planes to kill them or anything. Like, this is stupid. Whoever came up with this, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's literally
1: someone's knee-jerk reaction to all the ones that say no shotguns, I think. There's a lot of those servers that said no shotguns.
0: Yeah, and then there's another one that was like melee only. And I was like, you know what? You guys just completely killed this game for me. So I stopped playing after that. <laughs> and then they did it with Battlefield 4, and I stopped playing that. Now they did it again with Hardline, and I stopped playing that because I'm tired of going into these servers where people make up their own stupid rules that I don't want to deal with.
1: And if you don't, and if you beat them at their own rules, they don't tend to like it, and they end up kicking you out anyway. So. yeah. Just, yeah, silly, silly stuff. Disgusting.
0: Yeah. Okay. So s- sorry. <laughs> yeah.
1: Go on. you want to say something else? Sorry, Gary. No, that was it.
0: That
1: was it. Okay. Well, we've run quite a bit of time up here. I was here thinking, I just <laughs> want to do a quick podcast. We'll be fine. <laughs> Not much to talk about. And here we are, nearly two hours later, still talking. But we have, unfortunately, reached the end of our podcast. So... I think it's time to do details. So we'll start with you, Gary, as we were just talking. How can people find you on the internet?
0: They can find me on the internet by Twitter, where you can contact me at Gaglaush, that's G-A-G-L-A-U-S-H, or you can email me at Gary, that's G-A-R-R-I, at P-S-U dot com.
1: Fantastic. And then, Shilover Hall, you are... Beacon in the darkness <laughs> of the podcast community. <laughs> You're here. Come rain or shine. Where can people worship you? Oh, cause I, it's because I'm the
2: chill man. <laughs> <laughs> you can contact me at chili underscore UK on Twitter, chili on PSN, chili on everything pretty much. C H I double and Ben. Hall at com.
1: Fantastic. <laughs> 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 and as for me you can contact me on twitter at nesco that's ne um or on neil.bolt at psu.com for the old emails and I'm playing stunned stuff usually on PSN on Son of Venom all lowercase one word and I think that about wraps up apart from if anyone has any shout Uh
2: I, I kind of do but uh... yeah go for it well for one thing uh evolved Mail has been streaming again i've watched him for his final fantasy stuff i warn you it's very it's very lewd stream so i warn you now uh but he does he is one of the best final fantasy streamers there is he's got his own podcast uh i also want to promote this guy's podcast because he's contacted us a few times in the past yeah um uh, he's the guy who won my of duty competition a while back he's been very communicative he's a very nice guy in fact uh so i thought i'm watching I'm i have born you haven't listened to your podcast yet mate in fact as soon as i started recording this i got the email about your podcast so uh i'll have a listen to it after this podcast uh before i record my next podcast which is soon <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah this is a guy called thomas gargan uh, he's got a podcast called uh http thomas gargan.podomatic.com uh the first episode is live now i think um, so yeah check it out at that words i just said
1: fantastic um, gary any oh are you done with your, oh, sorry ben I
2: and of be course talking. everyone on twitter thanks for following me and i'll be doing a giveaway in july as i said to give away a copy of free copies of heaven's ward of 514 uh, i also donated a, ge- a copy of fire fancy heaven's ward to my local game store uh, and they'll be giving it away on facebook
1: nicely done
0: um so yeah
1: excellent job yeah. okay Gary, any shout-outs for you? Oh,
0: no. No shout-outs for me.
1: No? Not even for imaginary characters? Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no you, Are you sure you don't want
2: to make a nice shout-out to Tifa? I mean, you did slander a bit with her boob size. <laughs> but you want to make her feel happy.
0: Okay, your your tatas were actually a lot very nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 please forgive me. I hope they, they remain as beautiful as they used to be.
2: <laughs> and triangle as they used to be. We don't want to be round, just triangles. Just triangular. <laughs> Love had to confirmed.
0: <laughs> Christ on <I'm> the ice. <laughs> why women don't make me bad because of what you've
1: made me do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have no shout-outs for fictional oh. art or otherwise. It's, uh, oh. So, on that note, I think that's where we'll end the show. It's been lovely having you people again. And I'm so thankful for presenting this landmark episode as every five episodes is
2: well, and
1: yeah. yeah we shall see you next week i believe ben you have a special podcast coming soon don't you
2: hopefully with me carl tim and uh, maybe gary depends on if he wants to be in it or not uh for heaven's ward where we'll talk about heaven's ward more than we actually did today so please be <laughs> excited yeah <It's>
1: and myself <laughs> Myself and uh, they didn't have a you just in
2: well. broke up a lot Neil and whoever is. Well, we lost Neil right at the end so um, I guess do you mind if I promote this or would you like to do it Gary as it's your podcast
0: what am I promoting oh uh, yes in a few weeks we will be doing our second uh, comic book podcast so yeah. please join us on uh, text or not text us uh, send us tweets about questions you might have or anything else you want us to discuss. We will be more than happy to discuss them. Uh, we're going to focus a little more on Marvel this time. We did a lot of DC last time. But, of course, we'll still talk DC and uh, some more Independence comics as well.
2: Uh, this was Neil, Gary, and me. Um Ben.
0: Don't I know what happened to Neil. He Neil- just
2: disappeared. He's... he's- Having and a little... He... He's gone to become Batman.
0: Shh, don't tell anyone. I wonder if he can still hear us.
2: Or is Neil actually the Arkham Knight?
0: Yeah, we, we still don't know.
2: We don't know. He could be the Arkham Knight for all we know. It could be why he's gone off. He might have gone off to wine at Batman.
0: Or he's Skynet it and it's over.
2: <laughs> There's so many possibilities. Or he could be Tifa's t-shirt. We don't know. <laughs>
0: or maybe the KGB just hacked him flat
2: either way i think we should end this podcast before we just ramble on for another hour about what neil is (laughs) um so but i I think we should be thankful that he was on yes thank you neil thank you for everyone listening i think we should all thank me so thank god for me see you all later